Welcome to another episode of A Soap Maker's Tale. I'm your host, Zakia Ringold of LiveSoapSchool.com. And this podcast is for makers and would-be makers alike. Listen in and get inspired with lessons learned building a handmade business. This week, we have Nabila from New Jersey. Sorry, I always say Jersey that way. I met Nabila at a soap makers gathering and her energy is infectious, along with her extensive knowledge of product formulations. So I was really excited when she said yes to this podcast interview. Nabila has always loved since and has always believed that she could have her own business, tying her fascination of chemistry to creating her own cosmetic products. Nabila, can you introduce yourself to the listener? Hello, hello, Zakia. My name is Nabila. I am located in South Jersey in Logan Township. So it's about 20 minutes east of Philadelphia, but on the South Jersey side. My company is Lencolia, and my favorite product to make is definitely emulsions. So creams, lotions. I think it's fascinating to see two very different raw material merged together to give you those velvety, pleasurable creams. Thanks, Nabila. So as the title of this podcast implies, this is all about a maker's tale. And every maker has a getting started story. So could you tell us, how did you get started with your handmade business? Oh, wow. So for me, it was a long time in the making. Since I was young, I always loved scents. So I knew I wanted to do something with scents. Um, I was also kind of a rebel and I was like, ah, I don't want to work for other people. I want to work for me. Um, and I always thought, you know what? Someday I'll have a business that is related to scents, right? So I come up with some type of plan. <laughs> um, eventually, I also discovered chemistry and thought it was fascinating. Um, the moment that it became beyond sense and more cosmetic product was that um, I had my first um, summer job in the chemistry field uh, was at L'Oreal. And there I was like, oh, wow, I really want to be the people that make the products. Um, so I went ahead and had an education in formulations uh, in chemistry and drug discovery, uh, I even ended up, I love school. So, uh, I even ended up, um, going for PhD on skin and pancreatic cancer because I really wanted to learn skin physiology, right? By then it was more than sense. It was also products. And I wanted to make sure that if I have a business, it will have to be effective products. Uh, from that, I ended up getting a job job in the corporate world because, well, I need to save some money to start a business, right? So it was really a plan. And eventually it was like, okay, we're ready. We, we've made our products for the longest time. We've learned some chemistry, some physiology. Let's go. Um, let's put this business uh, together and let's make product and pamper people, make everybody happy. So spread and practice joy. And so that's how it got started. Wow, that's a really extensive background. Summer job at L'Oreal, a fascination with chemistry, drug discovery, and you even went as far as going after your PhD to ensure you were creating effective products. But the reality of needing to fund the business gave you an opportunity to work in the industry before you decided to go all in with your business. So how did you actually make the move to a business owner? 
Well, as I mentioned before, it was kind of like a life plan. Now, don't get me wrong. I kept postponing, right? Because starting a business, it's really scary because you know it's going to be cost-consuming. And me, I, I, I believe in data. I often tell people cash is king, but data is empire. And I'm a chemist too, so I felt like I didn't have the data. And eventually, it was like, you know what? Let, let's need no data. Let's go. Let's just go do it and jump. Uh, now life happens. Uh, everybody has things that happen in life, but you know, you try to make it work. And so there was not really a specific moment for me. It was just that you know I was exhausted by my corporate job, and I, it was time for me to like you know practice the passion I was built for. And yeah, so that's pretty much how it started. <laughs> so it got started and you said going from practicing your passion and into a business. And you also mentioned that life doesn't necessarily always go as planned. And so I always like to get some of those challenges that you experienced that others may also be going through. So what would you say were some of those challenges as you were getting started or even today in your business? Well, that one for me, it's very easy. It's marketing the product. I come from a technical background. And I mean, I I just, I'm not a marketer. I don't know how to talk about my product in a way that is, you know, trying to sell things, trying to market it. I'm... It's hard for me, <laughs> even right now as I'm trying to describe it. Um, I love making products. I love pleasing people. I love the interaction with people, you know, not necessarily to make a sale, but just to talk to people. But when it comes to actually making the sale, you know, and instead of talking about the nitty gritty detail of the science behind the ingredients, you know, most people they just want to know, well, is that going to cure my dry skin? Yes or no, you know? <laughs> They're not necessarily interested in all the nitty gritty details. So that I have to admit to this day, I'm still learning. I am getting better at it, but definitely for me, it's more like marketing and sales. Um, yeah. So marketing and sales, definitely uh, the challenge still is, but you know what? Slowly but surely you keep learning and you keep adapting and you see what works and you move forward. Ah, sales and marketing. So we know how to make this amazing product. We know why it's fantastic, but then it comes to the, oh, here, buy this thing. And so how do you overcome that? Or how do you work through that? Like you said, it's something that you still, you still deal with today, but what are some things that you put in place so that you can plow through those challenges? Well, I sincerely believe in continuous learning. Um, to me, that's what I would say like literally saved me in life, um, not quitting, keep the passion going and keep trying to figure out, you know, the different plans. I always have plan A, plan B, plan C uh, in regards to like marketing and all these like salesy, like even those call to actions, you know, um, I'm just trying to learn, try, push myself out of, out of my envelope um, and it's funny because as a person, I love to talk. I talk a lot. But when it comes to my products and my offer, I just want to be, I want to make sure to please people. And um, I'm just at this point trying to surround myself with people that can help me. I always ask questions. And at the end of the day, to me, what I see as the only way to overcome your challenges is to put yourself out there. 
and just try and have plans and see what works, see what doesn't work, and then move forward with what works. Um, so, and life is a journey, right? It's continuous learning. So yeah, pretty much putting myself out there and pushing out of my comfort zone um, is what I do. Yeah, continuous learning is truly, truly a, a, a difference maker in whether or not we're able to keep going. How do you stay motivated as you are going through all of those things? Uh, what keeps me motivated? I mean, it's hard, really. Business is is rough. It's rougher than I ever thought uh, could be. Um, to me, I always see things like, okay, when the day I die, I don't want to have a regret, right? I don't want to regret that maybe I stopped my business too early or I didn't give it a proper chance. Um, and so for me, I really don't want to regret anything. So every time I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I'm a plant kind of person. So I'm like, would I really regret? Is there something else that I could do? And then I also think about my children, right? Who do I want them to see? I want them to see maybe the woman that has exhausted all option and then decided, well, that's it. It's time to give in, right? You cannot also force something that doesn't work eventually, you have everything comes to an end eventually. So um, I sincerely believe that, number one, I want to make sure that I'm not going to regret anything that I'm doing. Number two, that um, I think about my children and I'm like, you know what? I want them to see that at least I try to exhaust all options. And until I reach that point, I won't stop. So that's kind of like what keeps me going. Uh, but business, it is brutal. It's way harder than I thought it was ever going to be. Um, because once you're in business, you're in business for profit, right? You're not in hobby anymore. And so there is all these things that you have to consider and do. And sometimes it even takes the fun out of the passion. Uh, but definitely, I, I want no regrets. So what motivates me is to think, have I exhausted all options? And if no, then let's keep going. <laughs> Nabila, I love that framing of living with no regrets. Like when I die, nobody likes to think about that. But truly, have you done everything that you think you possibly could? And then also being an example for what your kids see as someone trying. And then I also like that you brought up the fact that going from hobby to business, there really is that profit that you are um, after in the business. So it does sometimes take that passion out of it. So although business can have some challenges, what would you say are those things that you look forward to in your business, whether that be just you personally or even interacting with your customer? Well, I always say that like, you know, I would do what I'm doing today for free if, bills and money <laughs> like you know weren't a thing uh for me it's really the feedback that i get from my customers uh, when i get people that are really um so enthusiastic and so crazy about the product that then they buy it and they give it to someone else because they think it's that awesome and that it helped them solve either a problem or something, you know, a bit more deep where they like a scent so badly and it reminds them of a moment of their past, you know. To me, these are the things that I love above all. Um, and so definitely for me is the customer feedback about their experience, how happy they are. Uh, to me, this is really priceless. 
Yeah, feedback can be really, really valuable. And I wonder, um, do we, if that's something that is something that helps us to stay motivated or, or do, are we aware of asking for that feedback, whether it be good or bad? Do we have mechanisms in place for capturing that? So here's my question. If you think back again to when you first got started or as you've been thinking about the lessons learned or the challenges, what is some advice that you would have for a new person or someone considering starting their own handmade business or even someone who's been in business? So while plans don't always go according to plan, have a plan um, and um, make sure that you can adapt from that plan. Personally, for me, I never realized how cash-consuming a business is. Um, I thought I had a good plan and good backup plans. Uh, unfortunately, things happen. And to me, what I see is that what I would have done differently, I wouldn't have left my job until I could pay myself something from the business. The reality is that a business is super cash consuming and maybe I'm more down to earth because um, some people will tell you, yeah, go, leave your passion, leave your passion. But that can be very dangerous because it can lead you to quick failure. Um, for me, if you want to be able to leave off of it and really do what you love and stay afloat at a personal level financially, I would really recommend that you wait to quit your job before you go all in. Now, I know founder stories where they, they left everything and it was so successful right away. I think for a lot of them, they might be the exception, not the rule. <laughs> uh, and so for me, it's really have a financial plan. Make sure that your family, your livelihood, you know, is going to be okay and that you're not going to have to sacrifice too, too much. So that is my advice. Having a plan and understanding how cash consuming having a business is. Like I never really paid attention to what I was paying for shipping boxes, gloves, all of those elements come into play with the business and really having a budget and a clear plan for how you are going to accomplish things that you have set out for your business is really good advice. And what I really love about what you said is don't quit your day job so quickly. Use your day job to fund your business until your business can pay for itself. And so I really appreciate your, your transparency and really having people to consider Am I making enough in this business to sustain my family and not just jumping because you've heard the latest guru say, quit your job. What you see on social media a lot of times is just that, a highlight reel. And if there are those that are being very, very successful early on, you have no idea what happened behind the scenes, any other marketing they had in place. And what you see is typically, like Nabila said, the exception and not the rule. Nabila, I always like to leave room for anything I may not have asked. So is there anything else that you would add for people? 
I would say um, focus on you, not on others. Especially in this world, it's very easy to get distracted and see other people. And you think, oh my God, look, she's so successful and this and this and that. But the reality is that you don't know the inners, you know, someone might have a lot of followers, but they might not get any sales. Someone might be selling a lot, but actually make no profit. So I would say truly, sincerely, uh, the one last thing would be focus on you and what you have. Don't focus on others because then it can get very distracting. So these were my additional thoughts. <laughs> that is great advice. Nabila, where can people find you? What's your website, your social media handles? Let us know. So you can find me uh, online through Facebook and Instagram. Uh, name is Lencolia, L-A-N-C-O-L-I-A. -A. Uh, the website is www.lencolia.com. And you can also visit me in person with appointment uh, in Logan Township if you're not too far. I love to meet people and talk to people. So if you want to stop by, say hi, just give me a holla. And I'm always available uh, through contact at lencolia.com. Well, that's it for this week's episode of A Maker's Tale. I'd really like to thank Nabila for sharing her insights. Be sure to check her out on Facebook as well as her website of Lancolia. Links to the show notes as well as her social media handles and website will be on the website with the show notes. So what I really appreciated about this interview is just how transparent Nabila was. We often see so much in our TikTok society and social media society but really taking the time to plan out what it is that we're doing for business and focusing in on ourselves. I hope that you found value in this. I am your host, Zakia Ringold of LiveSoapSchool.com, reminding you to go out and create something amazing. Thanks for listening.